Hello. I've been trying to think about what I want to talk about day in and day out. I've covered a lot of stuff and, uh, you know, stages are stages. So Sarah will be 27 in May. Her brother will be 28. Um, Her siblings are very productive. Three of them are married. They're doing things in life. And it's interesting, this week I saw something on um, Instagram about a family. It's uh, Maybe you saw it too if you're following this uh, podcast. Maybe we're following the same stuff. It was three sisters and one of the sisters was in the hospital and that was the one that had 22Q. I'm going to just start calling it 22Q because it's a mouthful. <laughs> and so I'm just going to call it 22Q. So one of the sisters was in the hospital and one of the things that they said was um, that their sister was going through a lot and that they don't talk about it very much, but they're going to start being more vocal about it. And it's interesting because I have felt the same way in my life. I'm, I'm vocal about it. But you really have to kind of protect the person who, you know, has it. And so you don't want to be out there because Sarah is very socially aware. So I don't, I don't uh, tell anybody about my podcast. I don't, uh, I don't go out there and, you know, put it on social media that I have a podcast. How you found this is probably because you researched it or because you know me and you're very, you know, you're close in my inner circle and I may have told you about it, but I don't talk to people about having a podcast because Sarah is aware enough that she does not want her life out there and it's just kind of an interesting thing because she has had such a difficult time accepting that she has a different situation. And so I'm, I honor that privacy. So, you know, if you want people to listen to this, you're going to have to tell people about it because maybe it's not even that helpful. But, um, this week is a big buzz. The world is a buzz because of the coronavirus. And, um, (laughs) it's kind of interesting because my husband said to me, uh, so you and Sarah probably need to kind of quarantine yourself. And he, then he kind of laughed and he goes, I guess you're already kind of quarantined. Uh, and I said, yeah, we are like of all the people you need to talk to about quarantining themselves. It's probably not me because my life is already pretty quarantined. Sarah and I just don't do a lot. And one thing that Sarah said that I thought was really interesting is she said, well, the good thing about the coronavirus is everyone's doing the same thing. Um, Meaning nobody's out there living a full life. They're all kind of quarantined like us. And it's not that we're quarantined. Sarah actually sort of quarantines herself on a regular basis. She, 
I, I, I don't want this one to be about coronavirus because honestly, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. But what it is about is about productivity and activity. Um, I've mentioned this before and, and it's interesting because I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is regular. I don't, I would imagine it is for some, but maybe it is for some because that's their personality and that's just how life is. We all have different personalities. I don't know. But, um, we've, you know, I've told you that the muscle tone in a person with 22Q can be an issue. Sarah does not have a great muscle tone. And so a lot of the things that people would normally do in their life to get exercise and go out there and be social and all of that is, is different for her. She doesn't like to exercise. She doesn't like to do a lot of the things that everyone else in my family likes to do. And it's kind of a sad thing because it has prevented us all from having things in common. Um, but it also, it also is something I have to be conscientious of because, you know, exercise is a health thing. And so I've been noticing lately that Sarah has been kind of putting on some weight all over, all over in her body. I mean, she's not fat. She's not, I wouldn't call her, I wouldn't call her heavy or obese, but she definitely doesn't have much muscle tone and she doesn't, you know, and she has a belly uh, and she's just kind of thick, you know, thick like people get, but it's not because she eats a lot. It's, she does not eat great. So... I don't know. It's it's a little tricky for me because I hesitate ever saying that this is part of the syndrome because I think that people are just different. But when a person is not socially motivated and they aren't motivated as to what they're doing with their life, I think the motivation to take care of oneself sort of decreases. This might be true for a lot of different syndromes or a lot of different people. She doesn't, I would not say that Sarah gets depressed. Um, I don't notice her in a state of anxiety or depression anymore. I mean, maybe when she was younger, she did when she was pulling her hair out. But right now, I don't really think she's depressed, but she always likes to have something on the horizon that she's getting ready to do that she can look forward to. For instance, we were supposed to go to Washington, D.C. next week. Um, the trip got canceled because of the coronavirus, and that is very crushing to her because that's something she has on the horizon that she knows she's going to do and she loves to post pictures um, of her doing these you know adventurous things because it makes her feel like she's living you know and so her comment to me about the coronavirus and about how everyone now is kind of can't do anything says something to me about what is going on in her mind that she's calculating that she doesn't do that much. Her sister, Brooke, who lives in Napa, is in a quarantine kind of situation because she has a baby. And it's hard. But she's married. She's, you know what I mean? She's doing things with her life. She's got her nursing degree. And even though, um, 
you know, we all do the grass is greener kind of thing. But I think for, for Sarah, she feels like everyone is living a normal life and she's not. And it kind of made her a little bit happy. I notice on days when it's raining um, outside, she's sort of like, well, at least no one's doing anything. We're all in the same boat. And, I, and again, going back to why she liked going to Thailand, she liked the fact that nobody spoke the language, that they were all at a disadvantage. And I mean, it makes total sense, not just for someone with 22Q or with any learning disability, but for us as humans, we don't want to be isolated in a unique situation where everyone's progressing, but we're not. You know, that's not a happy, it's not a, it's not a comfortable place to be. But the problem is, is that she doesn't have much motivation towards anything. And again, maybe this is just Sarah. I don't think it is though. She doesn't have a lot of motivation. Like for instance, if my daughter Hannah or Brooke are home, or my kids are home, you know, Garrett and Forrest as well, they always try to find things to entertain themselves, right? They, um, you know, Brooke might come in and do a facial and then she'll go out and she'll go visit friends or Hannah might come in and she wants to create a, you know, a music list and my boys, they go visit their friends when you don't have a lot of people in your life and you don't have a lot of creativity, she kind of gets stuck into certain patterns like, well, maybe tomorrow we can go see a movie. Okay, well, she watches Netflix and she watches movie on her movies on her phone all day. So it seems like to me like it, it's the process of getting out. And I think that the problem that I experience as a, as a mother is, you know how when you had a toddler and um, you had like some girl's night out or something, let's just say that, and you had to like leave your toddler and your toddler was like, oh, okay, bye mommy. You know, there, there may have been some guilt involved that you were leaving your child to go do something you really wanted to do. And I'm not saying you should, but that's sometimes how we as moms feel. There's that constant feeling for me where I want to go to the gym, but she should be going to the gym and she doesn't go to the gym. And I tend to feel kind of like I should be taking care of her, um, the same way that I kind of felt like when my kids were little, like, is it like, you know how, when sometimes you just wanted a break as a mom and you just turned on the TV and you just let your kid like watch TV for maybe four or five hours so you could get some time by yourself. I mean, it's not like you feel guilty, like, oh, I'm such a selfish person, but there's this little guilt inside of me at least where I was like, that's so lame. That's so lame that I, you know, I'm not giving my children more stimulation today. That's kind of what goes on with me a lot. Um, I feel this sort of guilt that I have friends who want to go to lunch with me, that I go and I work out, that I go walking with my dog, all of which Sarah doesn't want to do. 
and Sarah doesn't have any friends locally so she doesn't get asked or invited to go do things so I guess what I'm saying is is I, I wish that there was some way that I could get Sarah interested in things like um, taking classes you know um, an art class uh, any kind of class that would get her associated with people and associated with creativity. And unfortunately, it has been very difficult to get her to to go along with this. And I don't exactly know why. I don't know if it's because she feels uncomfortable with other people socially. And, and the thing is, is I don't want to do everything with her. You know, I mean, my point in getting her... Um, out there is so that she can have a break from me so that she can go and learn something from other people and have friends and have some level of creativity that's solely hers because if we're both doing something she may find herself thinking well I don't do it as good as you so I don't want to do it so that is a very big obstacle for me and I mean I'm not always sure what to do about it because she's 27 and it's been the norm and I constant, and that was one of the good things about her not living by me. And it's one of my motivations now to have her not live with me. Because I think it would be better for her if she wasn't living so close to me where she feels like I'm her only person. If she goes out there somewhere, then she is responsible for her own social activity, her own progression. And as I've mentioned before, a person, this is a common thing. So I'm, pre, I'm really pretty convinced that this might be a common thing for somebody with 22Q. They can be content being isolated. It, it, it bothers us a lot more than it bothers them. That is something that I learned at one of the conferences is that for, for you and I, um, if you're a parent, it may really bother you that they're isolating themselves and that they're not being very social. But for them, it's not as bothersome. And that's been a really hard concept for me to accept because I am a production person. I like to be making pro progress. I like to be having experiences. I like to be growing myself. I like to be exercising my muscles and and learning a new skill and paying my bills. I like production. Yesterday, I spent the day refinishing my bathroom cabinets and repainting my whole bathroom. Because I do feel kind of isolated, I have to have projects going all the time. Um, some level, you know, some level of productivity in my life. But she does not feel compelled to that. And that bothers me. But from what I learned at this conference is it bothers you a lot more than it bothers them. I feel guilt about it and they don't. But I do know that when Sarah says sometimes things like, well, at least since there's the coronavirus, everyone's, you know, doing the same thing. Nobody's really living life. I want to say to her, well, you could be living life. I mean, you know there's things you could be doing but for her it that self-motivation isn't there it's just not there 
if she wants something, she will figure out a way to get it. She will research it. She'll do all of this stuff. And then, and the problem is, is that sometimes you have to be a little careful of manipulation because of the fact that you may feel some guilt as a mom. You may feel inclined to just do whatever they want because you feel a little guilty because their life is not as productive as you want it to be. And it's not as productive. And when they say things like that, you may feel like, oh crap, they actually are kind of unhappy. You have to find some way to deal with mom guilt that doesn't, that doesn't have to do with being manipulated because Sarah is a really good manipulator. She does tap into the fact that um, if I say these things, say certain things, my mom will feel sort of guilty. I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know, but it's a skill and it works. And so, um, you know, and sometimes she's really just kind of, she's kind of content if she even just gets out of the house one day a week. I mean, she may say to me on a Friday, do you want to go to a movie and lunch? And I'll probably drop, you know, $40 just taking her out for the day. But that makes her pretty content. She doesn't require a whole lot. Um, And again, that kind of bothers me. So she's not self-motivated where she'll just pick up crafts. I bought her a coloring book a couple of years ago and surprisingly she really enjoyed the coloring book and she spent she felt like coloring was productive and for her it might be you know I mean like I say her expectation of herself is so different than mine and I have to like get comfortable with the fact that I don't need to feel guilty about that so this I think I'll call this a this podcast guilt because or mom guilt or something because I think it's common um and from the conferences I've been at I feel like I'm I feel like that's pretty true but again because I'm not having a conversation with you I don't know if I don't know but even going by this one post that I saw um I I wonder if maybe the reason why these sisters didn't talk about it is because there's some guilt for them as well. Maybe not. Maybe not. I hope not. Um, I would like to be able to follow them. They didn't give a link. But anyway. All right. Well, have a great day and um, have no guilt.